तब कथम मृतम तप्त जीवनम कविवीरीडितम कल्मशापहम श्रवणमंगलम श्रीमदाततम भुविग्रन्ति पुरिदायनाह The nectar of the world is the life for those who are scorched by the world the words which have been uttered by the knowers of truth which wipe out sins the very hearing of which is beneficial which are beautiful pleasing to the ears pleasing to the hearts which are inexhaustible those who recount on the earth are the givers of plenty om shanti 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 peace 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 be unto all Last time I told you that I started to work on a book, Prachin Shadudir Kotha, Stories of the Old Monks of the Ramakrishna Order. I wrote and collected nearly seven hundred pages, eighty-two monks. Why? I love history. Sri Ramakrishna is the origin of our order, source. He trained his disciples and some devotees. That is the first generation. And those monks, their disciples are Ramakrishna. Trained the next generation, second generation. So, I did not see Sri Ramakrishna or his disciples, but I met the second generation, and I am the third generation. So, this second generation saw how the Jari disciples implemented. translated sri ramakrishna's teachings in their lives they are the eyewitnesses accounts so these monks met sri ramakrishna they did not see sri ramakrishna they met the sri ramakrishna disciples and they learned from them that is very very important to me because that the way we shall learn more about history continuation of our tradition which is very important to me so as i had an opportunity as i told you from 1950 i started to visit the monastery and came to know about these monks some met swami vivekananda holy mother brahmananda and other jari disciples and they told us what they heard about sri ramakrishna holy mother and dari disciples so those things i shall tell you and so tonight i shall talk to you about some shraddhananda he was born in 1907 passed away 1996 he was the head of the sacramento center there is a famous Couplet of Tulsi Dasa, Mandau Santa Gosanta Charana. I bow down to the holy, and I bow down to the wicked, unholy. Why? Because both give me pain. When a holy person leaves me, I get pain. When an unholy person comes near me, I get pain. So both give me pain, so I salute both. That is a beautiful couplet of Tulsi Das. Shraddhananda ji was my friend, philosopher, guide. He was my mentor. 
He joined the Ramakrishna Order in 1925, got initiation from Swami Sivananda. In 1930, sorry, he was initiated in 1925. Then in 1930, he joined the Ramakrishna Order. Then in 1939, he, he took his sannyas. Then 1939 to 51, he was the secretary of Swami Virajananda, who was Swamiji's disciple. And 50 to 56, he was, 1952 to 56, he was the editor of Udbodhan. At that time, I met him. Then he came to America in 1957 as an assistant of Swami Ashokananda in San Francisco. Then in 1964, he took over the Sacramento Center and stayed there till 1996. That is a brief life sketch of Swami Shraddhananda. As I told you, when I used to go to Udbodhan, I was 14 years old, with half pant and half shirt, 8th grade student. And he came as a, two years later, he came as an editor. So we used to bow down to him. So he would say, you know, you bow down and you run away. Stand here. Memorize this portion of the Upanishad and then you can go. So I still remember he gave the Upanishad to me, a portion of the Twitter Upanishad. Raso Vaisaha, Raso Hivayam Labdhuanandi Bhavati, Kohe Vainath, Kapranath, Jadishu Akasho, Ananda Rasyat. Rasha. Rasha means juice, felicity, bliss. Boisa, sa, that Brahman is full of juice, felicity, and bliss. Rasa hivayam labdhuanandi bhavati. You people get joy, bliss, because that Brahman, that consciousness is behind. Kuhe bainath, ka pranath, who could inhale, who could exhale? If there is not blissful self behind, we'll be all dead. So, our existence depends upon that Brahman. And we live in this world only for joy, for bliss. First memorize this verse, then leave this place. So I memorized. As a student, you know, how the monks train. I remember in 53-54, Holy Mother Centenary time, I was a volunteer there. My job was to take the, was in charge of the shoes. Thousands of people came to bow down to the mother. And I was, you cannot go upstairs in the shrine with shoes. So you have to deposit the shoes near the lane in a veranda and I used to give a ticket. So one ticket will be on your shoe, one ticket with you. So when you come back, you give the ticket and you will get the shoes. So that was my job, from morning till night. And I remember Swami Shraddhananda served food to us at night time. We had a big dinner. Then he told me that sometimes I met some women who went to Holy Mother and got initiation from her, but they are not very learned. So I used to ask them, tell me your stories about Mother, your reminiscences. So he used to write down longhand, then he used to edit them and then published it. You know, otherwise those things will be lost. He said, how I preserved mother reminiscences. Then in 1986, I went to India. My friend was in charge of Udbodhan. So I asked him, no, if I collect the mother's reminiscences, will you publish them? Of course, you please do. So I collected 49 reminiscences of Holy Mother. And that book was published as Matri Darshan. 
and Shraddhanandaji used to say, that book is my best companion. Every night I read one reminiscences of the mother. When I was in India, I used to come, um, exchange letters with him. Then I was asked to come to Hollywood. I remember I arrived Los Angeles, 11th June 1971. Shraddha flew from Sacramento to receive me. So he came to the airport. Many people, nearly 50, 60 people came to receive me with camera and all the television and I was lean and thin <laughs> with ochre cloth came out from TWA Jambu Jet I remember the moment I came out from the gate one American pushed the our devotees and then came and shook hands with me and said, I don't know who you are, you must be very important, otherwise why so many people have come to receive you, let me shake hands with you first. <laughs> I shall never forget. <laughs> you must be very important. <laughs> then Swami Shraddhanandaji gave me a reception address. Do you know where you are? In Los Angeles airport. In our he and myself, we belong, we came to the same, from the same district. So we address each other, the junior ones, Moni. Moni means, oh my jewel. <laughs> oh my jewel, do you know where you are? You are in Holy Wood. <laughs> Pure forest. Full of gopis. <laughs> that was my reception address at <laughs> LA. He was very funny. <laughs> then, then we all came to the center and we had lunch with Shami Prabhupada. Then in 1972, there is a women's retreat opening at Olima. There, Swami Shraddhananda was there. Then I went with him to Sacramento. So there are no separate rooms. So Swami gave me his room to me, and he slept on a couch at the, in his study. I protested, Uncle, you are such a senior, Swami, and you are my guest. Obey me. Just go. I shall never forget. Then he showed, my Sacramento Center is a very beautiful, there are a lot of trees, and there is a garden of saints, they call it Shantodya. So this side, there is a club, swimming, tennis club, all the lot of activities and noise, shouting goes on. And there is a cypress trees, long, many trees. Then he used to tell me, do you know who those trees are? They are Vedic rishis standing there, protecting us from the noise of the club. <laughs> he has different outlook, you know. <laughs> but protecting me from the noise pollution. Then when I remember it was on 4th of July, 19... 71, I was just telling Shaim Prabhupada on the marriage, you wrote a very beautiful book, Sermon on the Mount according to Vedanta. That book should be translated into Bengali. We do not have that kind of book. Then he said, you translate it. So I translated, staying in Trubuku, I translated that book. Then I asked Shaim Shraddhanandaji to edit it. Because he was a very successful, good editor. So he agreed, Uncle, and then he will have to write an introduction also. So he agreed. Then we had a fight, fight many debate. Resist not evil. What does it mean? Christ said, resist not evil. 
इट इज इन दान दिवाई रोज अशुभ के बाधा दिवना That is not the right translation. I tell him what will be nipidon ke baadha diyo na. What does it mean? It means if anybody wants to persecute you, do not resist. But the thing which you have written, ashubu ke baadha diyo na, that means if bad things come to your life, do not just stop. Let it come. No. If temptation comes, we do not resist. That he was arguing with me. Christ also resisted when he was in the after he was baptized by John the Baptist. He went to the desert forty days, and he was he was tempted by the Satan. There he resisted. Get thee behind me, Satan! He resisted. So if anybody comes and wants to destroy your spiritual life, will not resist. You must. Meaning will be this: that when you work for God, if somebody wants to persecute you, do not resist. God will protect you. It means that. I learned, you know. <laughs> There are many things to learn from these people. I tell you. Then what happened? I wrote an article. <laughs> I remember Usha went to in 1986. He went to join the Mela. To the bowels, because Sri Ramakrishna says that I shall come after hundred years. So he was trying to find a baby bowel Ramakrishna. <laughs> She had a shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for the baby bowel. <laughs> baby bowel Ramakrishna. So I thought, let me write an article. So I wrote an article, nearly twenty-eight pages. I followed the American method. When, how, why, where. I just fill up those words. Where he is coming? When he is coming? How he is coming? All these things. Why? These are the questions I answered, quoting from the various books and sources. I just arranged it. So I sent to Shami Shraddhananda. He is, he read it. Then he scolded me. Already one Ramakrishna has come. He was trying to bring another Ramakrishna. You are going to confuse the Jabuchis. Do not publish it. I was broken hearted. <laughs> Then came our general secretary, Shami Hiran Mayanandu, in 1988. And the Maharaj had written an article. Will you please read it? <laughs> so he read it. Chetanananda. His voice is very powerful. Your article is very beautiful and wonderful, but it will never be published. <laughs> it will be kept in the archives of Belurmot. <laughs> so it was banned by Ram 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 Kishore. But I never gave up. <laughs> it happened in. 1996, I went to Belur Mart. Then Shami Bhuteshanandaji was the president. I said, Maharaj, yeah, I was very free with him. Maharaj, I wrote an article. I like to read to you. All right, when I drink tea at 3:30 afternoon, at that time you come. So I from I monk's quarter is far away. Patient's quarter the other side of the monastery. So from the monk's quarter I went. So he was drinking tea. I read twelve pages that day, half an hour time. So in, in the meantime, his another appointments came. So I left. Next day I was in my room. I was thinking, shall I go? And he sent his secretary, ask him to come. So I went there. At that time, I started reading. In the meantime, his doctor came. So Uncle Maharaj, your doctor has come. I let him stay there. You finish it. I read the whole thing. Then I asked Maharaj, 
What do you think? And it should be published? Of course it should be published. <laughs> Which is, you wrote such a beautiful book, but you did not say anything yourself. You just put what other people say. You are not... <laughs> <laughs> so, and I wrote a little introduction of that. You will find that article, How to Live with God in the Company of Ramakrishna, in that book I, I translated that one. So do you know what happened? Then, if Swami Bhuteshananda said he's a great scholar and the president of the order, other Swamis are lower rivers, you know. So I called the editor, Purnath Parnath, the young man. I go, hey, Shankar, I got the signal from the president of the order, publish it. He published next month in the Holy Mother Sri Ramakrishna's birthday celebration, that time he published it. Then, you know, the trustees are thinking, why, how does it come? <laughs> <laughs> the thing was banned for 12 years. <laughs> it was published. <laughs> In 1976, Swami Prabhupada was not very well. Swami Shraddha came to see him from Sacramento. So I went to his room, it was about 11 o'clock. I saw he was writing diary. Said, Why do you write diary? Why? What is there? Well, the diary tells me the world is not real. Tell me how. Look, one week ago, something happened. And I was so depressed and very upset. And after seven days, I opened that entry and I was now I see how silly I am that I was so upset. It is nothing. That problem was gone, disappeared. So seven days ago, the thing which bothered me, seven days after that thing does not affect me at all. So this way I see the world is not real. Ashadya Maniti, what is the wonder? This world is not real. Your body is not real. It is not everlasting. After trans when I transferred to St. Louis in 1978, every almost every summer I used to go to Sacramento and stay with stayed with him. And in the afternoon, we used to go for a walk. They have nearly 11 acres. You can go around in the back. So they have a Krishna pond. There is a small lake, and in the middle, there is an island, and there is a Krishna's image. So there are few cane chairs are there. Some people go there and meditate. So we used to sit there after walk, and he said, you know, today is very hot. But do you know what shall I do now? I said, what will you do? I shall repeat the Modu Brahmana of Brihadaranuku Upanishad. Then the cold air will come from San Francisco, from the bay. Then I kept quiet. <laughs> so he started to repeat. Iyam Prithivi Sarvesham Bhutanam Madhu Asai Prithibhai Sarvani Bhutani Madhu Jashchaya Maishyam Shadira Steja Maya Amrita Maya Purusho Yayami Vasas Sovayam Atma Idam Amritam Idam Brahma Idam Sarvam Madhu means honey. This world is saturated with honey, sweetness. All these beings, living beings, all are saturated with honey, bliss, joy, because these are all manifestations of Brahman. The individual self, individual self, the Atman, and the cosmic Brahman are one. In this way, he started to remain Yam Prithvis, then Yam Apa, water, air. Everything is saturated with honey, honey, honey. 
Then all of a sudden, oh, that large tree in the top is a started to live. Did you see? <laughs> it's from 90 miles away, 100 miles away from San Francisco. Oh, cold air has come. We oh, shall be cool very soon. Hot in Sacramento. <laughs> Hot and humid. <laughs> so we had a nice time about it. It was really fun to live with him. <laughs> then one day we are there and he said, you know, this morning one American woman came and I had an interview with her and she was complaining, Swami, nobody loves me. It hurt me. In this world, if nobody loves you, that means your life is meaningless. You have nobody to love and nobody loves you. You are like a wood, a piece of a stone. Nobody loves me, Swami. But it hurt me. Then he said, you know, but I see love is everywhere. Look at the peace tree. The fig tree. See my vine of the grapes. They gave fruit to me. All the around they are standing there in sun, hot summer, in frost, cold, rain. All the around these trees are standing there. When season comes, they give me fruits. These trees do not eat their own fruits. These trees love me. Then he was a you know, writer and poet by nature. He said, you know, I see love is everywhere. I get up from my bed and I go to the bathroom. My toothpaste and brush tell me, we love you, brush your teeth. <laughs> then the faucet water says, rinse your mouth, I love you. Then I, my clothes tell me, put on your clothes. Then I go to the shrine, the asana tells me, we are, I am sitting here all night, please sit down, meditate. Then I come to the breakfast table, my chair tells me, I am waiting whole night, please sit down. Then my tooth, my, my fruit juice, my toast, my cereal, my coffee, all tell me we love you, please eat and get energy. I see love is everywhere and people complain nobody loves me. So I was very excited and then I came to St. Louis, I prepared a lecture, love is everywhere. This lecture is really beautiful because it is based on Shankar philosophy. Shankar philosophy says, Sangato parartha tvat. All combined objects are not for itself, for others. This light is not for itself, the light is helps me to see. This house is not for itself, it protects me from sun, from rain. Your beauty is not for yourself, we enjoy your beauty. You do. That is the way the world goes. Everything is for others. Your, your, everything is for others. So I gave a long lecture on that. It was a very good lecture. Love is everywhere. Sangato Parathatvat. That is the Shanko Sutra. One day I was teasing him, Maharaj. You were in this country for many years, don't you feel to go back to India? Then he was making a joke. Do you know? He told a story of Sri Ramakrishna. The priests of the Jaipur temple are strong, powerful brahmacharis. When the king would ask him to come to see him, no! Let the king come to me. King said, oh. Then king arranged the marriage of the priests. So they got married and they had children. So what did they do? Now they started to take prasad, charnamrito, flowers to the king. Oh king, we brought all these things for you. And they, we have come to bless your children. Because they need money. Previously they are brahmachari, they do not, did not care the, the king. Now they will go to the king just to get some money and some favor from the king. So he, he was telling, I am now 
the marriage priest of the Govindaji's temple. <laughs> I have many children, means disciples. And Tade Shukdukir Shongi Vayati. My disciples, their happiness and misery, I am the part of their lives and they are my, like my children. So it is hard for me now to leave them and go back to India. He told in such a beautiful way. He never went back to India, right? He went few times. Some Asheshan on the Jinebarba. He and myself, we had competition. When I go to his room, I shall check what are the books he has that I do not have. <laughs> so I shall buy those books. And when he will come to St. Louis, he will check my collection and what are the books he does not have, he will buy that book. So we have competition of buying books. We are all book lovers. So, and he had huge collection of Lincoln. And I have also huge collection of Lincoln. So he was telling stories of Lincoln. He was, and I bought it from some old bookstore. He was touching. I do not have this one. Uncle <laughs> Maharaj, you take it. Then I got a, another copy somewhere else. So we had all competition. <laughs> one day I said, Maharaj, I have a question. Some people say, we also instruct, Ridhoi Dhankaru, meditate in the heart. What is that? Explain to me. In the Chandogu Upanishad, there is a mantra called Dahuravidya. I think it's the eighth chapter of the Chandogu Upanishad. Atha idamaspin brahmapuri, daharang punjarikakshang beshma, Dauryaspin antara akasha, tuspin jat antaha, tad anishitibhya, tad vijigganshitibhya, eshvatma, apatapapma, vijaru, vimrittu, vishoka, vijigitsa, apipasa, shaitakama, shaitasankalpa. That is the mantra. Brahmapur, this is the city of Brahman. A chain fingers above the navel. This is the heart chakra. Daharang punjarikakshang beshma. There is a small space. In that space there is a lotus. Inside that lotus there is a little space. What is there that one should know. That one should seek after. That is the Atman. Apathapapma, free from sin. Bijaru, free from jara, disease, sickness, bimrittu, free from death, bishoka, free from grief, free from hunger, free from thirst, shattokamo, truth, eternal, blissful, self. So that is the Atman in the heart. What is that heart? Explain to me. He said, Generally, ordinary people, when you come, I shall say, meditate on your heart. You may think that it is a physical heart. <laughs> I remember our lawyer in St. Louis was telling Swami, when they have open heart surgery, if the heart is taken, <laughs> taken out, where the Atman goes? <laughs> <laughs> During the open heart surgery, what does the Atman go at that time? <laughs> it is the spiritual heart, not the, not the heart which is pumping blood all the time, you know. So, the more your mind will refine, then do you know what will happen? It is just to ask you to focus your mind in, the, in this place. Then you will find that it is as if it is a physical organ. Then we tell you that there is a luminous light there, or your chosen ideal, your ishto is there. Meditate on that. So that is called intellectual. You know, first physical art, 
then you find that that atman reflects on the buddhi intellect that is called spiritual heart then at that time when the buddhi we see the reflection bimbo pratibimbo reflected brahman reflects in the atman that focus on that first physical then intellectual psychical and third stage third stage when the mind becomes very fine at that time you see the atman is all pervading that is the spiritual heart <laughs> very interesting that you know we say guru has asked us meditate in the heart what is that heart but we know what is the mystery the moment to go within if you shut the senses go within at that time if you stay inside 15 minutes then you will see that all of a sudden if you come out you do not know where you are and how long you are meditating you will forget two things the space and the time that means you have very deep meditation that is the signal you know if you do not live with the monks or the, the these people those who practice it is hard to understand reading books you cannot get the glimpses of these things then he told me used to tell me many stories of the disciples one day he told shami ramkrishnananda was the attendant of siramakrishna when he was in cancer suffering from cancer in kashipur garden house they brought a commode in his room sometimes he used to use it it was cold winter so shami used his dhoti lower half around the waist and the other half over the body in this way he went and cleaned the toilet outside sri ramakrishna was upstairs so seeing him sri ramakrishna it was cold sri ramakrishna when he left he could not walk he crawled over the floor and he was in there is a hook there there is a shawl so he was pulling a shawl in the meantime ramakrishnananda came back master is there anything wrong you were in varus suffering from cold why did you not tell me i could bring the shawl and give give to you oh no i am i am not cold i saw that you do not have any warm clothing for the reason i am trying to get this thing for you you use it but i never used that shawl i gave to shami brahmananda then 3 january 1974 shami came at the time i was in hollywood shami came from sacramento and he told one other story about shami bigyanananda he came from elabat and the jari disciple of sri ramakrishna so he a famous lawyer invited shami bigyanananda for dinner and shami shivananda told him that let this young boy at that time shami shraddhananda was a brahmachari but let him go with you so he went and another two brahmacharis and shami bigyanananda went to calcutta from belur mart to to have the to for the for the dinner invitation and this he was a famous barrister lawyer in calcutta high court he said maharaj we do not understand god we understand money we understand success we understand this world so real to us we do not know whether god exists or not he listen sir whatever you say is true from your standpoint that world is real money success that is our goal that is exact that is true from your part but i have seen god i have seen that cosmic consciousness behind this whole creation 
experienced it. I saw it. The way he said that lawyer was overwhelmed. Couldn't argue. From your standpoint, the, what you feel, that is right. But listen, from my standpoint, this world is not real. I have seen Brahman. Experienced Brahman behind this whole creation. I have seen God. That is real to me. Then the invited by the genius. He told previously, I shall eat only jolbhat. And soup and rice, I shall, my stomach is not good. They knew that Swami loves to eat. They made meat, curry, kopta, pulao, and all various dishes. He went on eating. Then when whole thing is finishing, Maharaj, there is jolbat also. The fish soup and rice also. That also he ate. Swami Shraddhananda said, you know, it was so funny. <laughs> then he told another story about Swamiji. In Balloon Mart, Dong! <laughs> Nine o'clock, dinner bell. And all monks came to the dining hall, but Swamiji did not come. So without Swamiji, how, they can, how will they start? So Swami Brahmananda told Swami Shubhadananda, Khoka, you go and call Swamiji. Khoka Maharaj entered and saw Swamiji was seated, reading a book, absorbed. He did not hear the bell at all. So Kukamara saw from behind <coughs> and he from the back he closed the book. Shamiji became mad. Shala, rascal, Koka, where am I reading? You, you, I do not know where I am reading. Swami, I check the page number. Here is a page mark, you start, you, food is, will be cold, we are all waiting, please come. So Swamiji came and had, <laughs> had dinner with the monks. <laughs> then he was telling Brahmanda, you people did not come, you sent coca because Swamiji cannot match with coca. <laughs> How much, what a good, beautiful relationship they had. Sometimes we used to go there and at some time, you know, he will, there is one Shibogiri. There is the Lord Shiva's uh, statue is there. He will repeat, Om Visheshwaraya Namaha, Om Trimyakaya Namaha, Om Kedarnathaya Namaha, Om Pushupataya Namaha, Om Shamanathaya Namaha. He used to all oh, Dadas Jyotirlingam in Calcutta, in India. He used to repeat all Shiva's name. Namaha, Namaha. Then he will start. Om Sacramento Sharaya Namaha. Om San Francisco Sharaya Namaha. Om Olimya Sharaya Namaha. Om Haluja Sharaya Namaha. He gave them Shiva's name as many as he likes. Olimya Sharaya Namaha, Sacramento Sharaya Namaha. Go on. We have Laguneshwara. Huh? We Laguneshwara. also have Laguneshwara next time. Laguneshwara. <laughs> <laughs> As a secretary of Swami ji, he knew Mantra Shastra. You see, many people initiate, they do not know the mystery of the mantra. He knew. So when I started initiation, he taught me that how this mantra works and how to these things. It is very, very important to know about the mantra. He used to tell me that, you know, he really knew a lot of this Viva Ramakrishna, Vivekananda literature so well. One night he was talking about bhakti, devotion. 
That <clears throat> in Vrindavan, that what is called that Giri, he lifted Govardhan, Govardhan Giri, a Govardhan Shila. He gave to, he, he told him. I memorized it. Krishna was teaching to Rubunath Goswami, his daddy's disciple. Gramma Bartana Kuibe, Gramma Katana Shinibe, Baluna Kaibe, Baluna Puribe, Omani Manut Krishna Nam Shadalabe, Brujirada Krishna Sheva Manushoguribe. You are coming from a very rich family. Your father is a minister. Do not speak anything worldly, vulgar things. Do not hear anything worldly or vulgar things. Do not seek good food, good clothing. Be humble. Chant God's name all the time. Or stay in a holy place. And worship the Lord. This is my instruction to you. So he took that instruction. <coughs> and his ashram is still there near Sham Kunjo, Radha Kunjo, Raghunath Goswami's ashram. <coughs> Beautiful place. So what did he do? He took that Govardhan Shila. And when he was chosen, he used to remember his Guru and Krishna. So tears would come from his eyes. So he used to take some tulsi leaf and hold the tears and put it on that shalagrama. That is the way he used to do the worship. That is called parapuja, supreme worship. That worship comes from the heart. How to worship the Lord? Then one day oh, he showed me some of his diary. That from 1929 he was writing his diary with the Jari disciples when he was with them. And from his diary I copied all these pages, which will go to that book I am talking about, Prachin Shadu Der Kotha. There are some many interesting things are there. He said, I went to aim. It was 24th December 1929, Christmas Eve. M said, Today is Christmas Eve. The Ramakrishna devotees must believe in Christ. He was Rama, he was Krishna, he was Chaitanya, he was Christ, and he is Ramakrishna. Avatar comes in every country, in every, not only in India. He is everywhere. Otherwise, human beings are submerged in Maya. The avatar comes to save human beings. An avatar is a golden link between the finite and the infinite. I am continued about avatar. He was talking about monastic life, glorifying. Sri Ramakrishna said, a monk's life should be an example. He is just like Girebash Paira. There is a one kind of pigeon, they live in the cleft of the mountain near the ocean. When this storm begins, these pigeons, they go and fly against the wind and they overturn and that is the way they play. These monks, life also like that, they are fighting against Maya and showing the human beings, the householders, 
come and fight, fight against Maya and reach God, how to reach God, struggle. That he was encouraging the devotees and the monks. Then he was telling that, you know, when Chaitanya Dev was leaving home, her mother, his mother was crying, please, you are my only son, stay with me, don't leave me. Then Chaitanya said, Mother, if you force me to stay, I shall stay, but my body will not last, I shall die. Allow me to be a monk so that I can survive. So he went to Puri. One day, somebody asked Sri Ramakrishna, Upaiki, what is the way? Sri Ramakrishna had a ready response, Guru Bhakti Vishash. Have faith in the words of your Guru. And another time, Sri Ramakrishna says, Sir, kishe hoy, how can I realize God? Roj Akbar kore kante paro. Can you weep once a day? People shed jack full of tears for wife and children and money. Who weeps for God? Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. You see, Sri Ramakrishna started, he was talking about Calcutta, all the Ramakrishna ashramas. They are the citadel, they are the fort. So that householders, you people are in the world, tired, exhausted, worries, anxieties, pain, grief. This is the resting place. And many people come to Kali Mandir. They know this is the place of peace. That Sri Ramakrishna, M was telling that why Sri Ramakrishna ashramas are around, just for the reason. Master wants to give rest. Those are heavy laden, come unto me, I shall give you peace. That Christ said. Beautiful, beautiful way <laughs> he was talking about him's conversation. Seek ye rather the kingdom of heaven. When they, you see, every afternoon, M had a school on the fourth floor. I went there and took some photographs. It is now a Hindu academy at a school. M bought that school, and then it was when you know, it could not continue long. So in that roof, he had a high wall, and he put some trees, some on the on the on the bases, and made it like a hermitage. And for 30, 40 people from the after office, they used to come to him's place, meditate with him, and he used to talk about Thakur. He used to open his diary where he recorded the gospel of Ramakrishna. That he used to read to them. How to, and take your mind to, the, to Sri Ramakrishna. That he used to say. Dekun Amadis Cham Dekun, Nakshatrana Maham Shoshi. Do you see that moon? That moon saw Sri Ramakrishna. That moon saw Jesus. That moon saw, saw Krishna. That moon saw, saw Rama. That moon saw. In this way he went on. That moon saw Ramakrishna. Same moon, still. Look, look at the moon. You know, if small, small things, he will correct you. Then he will go to Dokshinishar. Do you see this tree? This tree, embrace this tree. This tree is the witness of Sri Ramakrishna's divine play in Dokshinishar. He would make the place and the thing, surroundings, living. <coughs> Very amazing person. That is the reason I wrote his biography. I wrote two biographies of the householders. M and Girish. Then he told another story. 
I interviewed the Swami. His name was Swami. Dharmeshananda in Banaras in 1986. I interviewed him. I have his conversation is on my tape, cassette tape. <coughs> I don't feel God exists. You don't? No. Him says, I had also the same feeling. Let me tell you what happened. I went to Dokshineshwar. And Master was resting on his bed. And I was gently rubbing his feet. I have no faith in God. I was thinking, how is it possible? Where is God? Immediately Sri Ramakrishna got up and sat down. Master, tumi ki bhabcho? Em, what are you thinking? Ebar shabikhane. Here, here, here. Then he started to talk. Mother, why did he say so? Mother, why did I say these things? Mother, you talked through me. It is not I who said that. You said that. Mother, you said that. Im was observing. Then saying so, boom. Sri Ramakrishna went into Samadhi. I felt God exists. Here is in front of me. He is telling this young monk that he says that I do not believe God exists. At that time, I think he did not join at that time. And Ames told him my, his own experience, that how I had that conviction that God exists. When Swamiji says, does God exist? Have you seen God? Sri Ramakrishna says, yes, I have seen God. Not only I see, as you see, I see more. That means when you see a person, you see here is a girl, with a dark skirt, white blouse, a little skirt, and here I see his face. But Sri Ramakrishna does not see that thing only. He sees his mind, he sees his samaskaras, he sees that girl's past, present, future. Sri Ramakrishna sees everything in that girl. The Thakur is telling Shamiji, I not only I see you, I see more, which ordinary people cannot see. That is, that is the reason Shamiji said that Sri Ramakrishna could take human mind and if you take a lump of clay and you can squeeze and can get any shape you like, Sri Ramakrishna can take a human mind and he will squeeze it. He can make a saint sinner, a sinner saint. He can do anything he likes. Only God can do that. Abhutar can do that. Full control over Prakriti, Maya. He can change the mind at any moment. When Aim was in trouble, his wife did not like that Aim should come to Sri Ramakrishna and be spiritual. That he said to Sri Ramakrishna, Sir, if somebody's wife becomes an obstacle to his spiritual life, what is he supposed to do? Give up that wife! <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna, was broken hearted. He's a good householder, how can you give up his wife? He was depressed. Then at nine o'clock at night, Sri Ramakrishna told him, listen, if you have genuine love for mother, mother will change your wife's mind. That thing happened. 
Sriram Ames wife became a great devotee and became and took initiation from Holy Mother. She her whole life was changed. It is amazing what Sriram Krishna can do. He can do anything. Anyhow, this when we read these things, you know. Then M said, Ramaladada, Sri Ramakrishna's nephew came to see M and said, You did a marvelous job writing this gospel of Ramakrishna. Whole humanity is indebted to you. Him said, hm, I am nobody. Let me tell you, it was near that semicircular veranda near the Ganges side at 9.30. Sri Ramakrishna and myself, only both are there. All of a sudden, Sri Ramakrishna says, let nobody think that without him, the mother's work will suffer. Mother can make a teacher from a straw. If your faucet is bad, an engineer will come or a plumber will come and change the faucet. So if you do not work for mother, mother will bring another person and you work through that person. Never be proud. M said, Blessed am I that Sri Ramakrishna used me and wrote the gospel through me. You see, God cannot work through a person who has terrible ego. I sometimes give this illustration. If you want to play the flute, if there is any stuff in the flute, you cannot make any sound. It must be hollow. Then you can play different ragas and raginis. That is the way it works. So the person who is free from ego, then God can show miracles through that person. Our problem is ego. Big ego. I remember one of my students, she came, her name is Richa. Swami, I have a little ego problem. Uncle, really? <laughs> Do you really have ego? Yes, Swami. Then I said, are you the Miss Universe? No. Do you have a PhD degree? No. Do you have millions of dollars? No. Then what do you have? <laughs> People become brown if you have fantastic beauty, a lot of money, a lot of learning, then you can say, oh, I am a <laughs> You can give a shh, sh you can shake your body, yes, I have. <laughs> I am somebody. <laughs> then I say, what do you have? You are right, Swami, but still I have ego. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was Sarvagatanam. This is funny story. Our Archie, what is called, Nina. They are from New Hampshire. She got her master's degree in American history and wrote a book, The Gift Unopened, on Swamiji. Beautiful book. So Nina said to Swami in Boston, Swami, I like to have PhD. Swami says, really, do you want to have PhD? Well, I got master's degree, I like to have PhD in American history. So Swami says, come with me, I shall give you PhD right now. <laughs> so he took Nina to the kitchen, here I give you PhD, prepare Hindu dishes. <laughs> <laughs> prepare Hindu dishes. That is the PhD. I give you in the kitchen. Right now. <laughs> Funny. Anyhow. So I told you some Shraddhananda is my reminiscences and some of his recordings about him. And many things are there and others. 
or next uh, next Sacharjay I shall not be here, I shall be in Sacramento. Then following three Sacharjays we have classes here. Next Sacharjay I shall not be here but Bajananda gives classes. And then following three Sacharjays I shall be here, then I shall go to India for five, six weeks. Six weeks. Good. I think it is a very it is not a full lecture, it is just conversational, but you, you will be able to learn many things from these old shadows, you know. It is only in Bengali, I just, it is in Bengali, I just have told you in English. <laughs>